0: Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 30. recall that last week I talked about writing a resume for a career change. And one of the key components I mentioned in that episode is that you must know your career direction. It's like you've got to have a map, right? If you don't have a map, then you're just driving. You don't have a destination in mind. So you've got to get this destination in mind. Now, what I have found working with clients is that there are two things that oftentimes prevent you from landing on a career direction. The first one is that you can't visualize yourself doing anything other than what you've done. This can happen if you've been in your role for a very long time, if you worked for a particular company for a very long time. Because all those behaviors and that work culture and that ecosystem just just gets kind of embedded in your brain. And it's, it's like breaking through a wall to start seeing yourself doing something different. And the more you try to push up against that wall, you don't break through, then you start to feel trapped and stuck. And that limits your thinking even more. Um, the other thing that tends to happen is you have lots and lots of options, and it's true. You probably do have lots of options, but what I want to offer you is take a closer look at why you think you have lots of options. What is the, what is behind that thought? And it's possible that it's your brain's clever way of preventing you from committing to something, that lots of options feels positive, but actually what's behind that thought could be fear, could be insufficiency, Um, it could be any number of feelings and thoughts that if you're not taking action against something, then it's, it's good to look a little closer at it because here's what I do know. And that is when the answer you give yourself to what career direction do I want to go? And your answer is, I don't know. I don't know is a lie. I don't know is just you choosing not to decide. There's something about one of those ideas one of those directions that resonates with you, but for some reason you are not pursuing it. And here's the cool thing is even if you do pursue it and you figure out that that's not right for you, it's totally fine. You can change your mind. We're all allowed to change our minds. So I want to give you some super practical steps that you can do. The worksheet for this is going to be in the show notes, but here's some things that will help you kind of uncover the stuff that might resonate for you. One of the things that I like to have you do first is think about what you like best about the job that you're doing now. Even if you really don't like it, even if you're in a toxic environment, dig deep because there is something about that that resonates with you. There's something about that that taps into your workplace strengths or transferable skills. I'll put a transferable skills worksheet in the show notes as well but I want you to think about what you like best because the things that you like actually have some connection to your workplace behavioral strengths and your transferable skills. They have some connection to the way you're just wired, the what makes you tick. Those are the things that come natural to you and all of those behaviors underpin any kind of success that you've ever been able to create in a current or past role. The other good question to ask yourself is, what is it that you do that feels effortless? Is there some task? Is there some responsibility? Is there something that you do on a regular basis in your role that just feels effortless, that you could actually lose time? Some people will call it a flow state. I, I love that idea because it just feels so natural that there's no uh, there's no obstacles. Yeah, that could be challenging, but the challenge is part of it. Maybe it could be something that stretches you, but the stretching is part of what makes it exciting. Anything that you do that feels effortless, there's a really good chance that that's tapping into that natural behavioral strength and. It's identifying those things and connecting those things to future roles that just happen to require those same behaviors that will help you understand where to make your next move and do something that is in line with what you want, that's in line with your strengths so that you don't just fall into like a bad relationship, right? Like you just keep going with the wrong person each time. I don't want you finding yourself in a job that's just repeating the same stresses and misery and, you know, lack of opportunity. So once you answer those two questions what do I like best about what I do, what do I do that feels effortless, then you can go in and start looking at roles inside companies. Now, if you have a sense of your skills, those could be hard skills and transferable skills, there's a really cool way to search LinkedIn to explore roles based on your skills. And this is a really awesome way just to, just to have some fun, just to be curious and be open-minded about what might be possible for you. I'm going to put a link to my YouTube video about how to explore roles on LinkedIn using Boolean search strings so that you're creating this sort of reservoir of opportunities for you to investigate. Once you find some of those job titles that are aligned with skills you already have, now you can jump in and take a look at it a little more closely. So what is the job title or industry that is interesting to you? If you found it in an exploration Ask yourself this question, why is it interesting? Why do you think you want to transition to this role? And understand there's no wrong answer here. Maybe the answer is more money. Maybe the answer is, I don't want to be an individual contributor anymore. I want to lead, I want to provide strategy. Maybe you've been in management for a long time and you just think, wouldn't it be nice to be an individual contributor again? There could be any number of reasons. And just know that however you answer the question about why you want to transition to that role, there is no wrong answer. Now I want you to do an online search for a job description with that role and run it through tag crowd or word cloud. These are online resources that will create a visual picture of the words associated with that job description. So copy and paste it in and create that visual image of all of the words associated with that role. Write them down. List the words that are dominant. And in those word pictures, You'll see the dominant words are the ones that are bigger or more intense in color. Write down all those dominant words. Then list the words that are dominant and are those things that you envision for yourself? Which of those words do you feel connected to? Get into that. If there's some words that show up in that word cloud that you're like, whoa, definitely don't wanna do that, um, and it's a dominant word, then it's a clue that maybe that isn't the right career direction for you. And that's okay. Now, list hard skills you already have, which match the hard skills required in the role. This is gonna help you define any gaps that exist. Maybe you do need to get a certification. Or maybe there's a course that you can take that would just reskill something that you used to do a long time ago that you realize you miss and you enjoy. That's okay. Listing what you already have is empowering because A, you already have the skills and B, it's enlightening because now you can see, okay, there's maybe just some little things that you need to do. And when you look at the job description, also ask yourself, What are your favorite aspects of that role? Do your favorite aspects of that role align with your favorite things that you're doing right now? If so, great. If they're different, why are they different? Unpack that a little bit. Get a sense of what might be a spark for you in that role. Now, I want you to write out three significant accomplishments you've made in previous roles or maybe even your education. Studies show that less than 25% of people are actually doing a role that is associated with their degree. That's very interesting. And I have a feeling the people that are still doing it are the doctors and the lawyers and the very, very specialized roles. But there may have been something about your education, even if you've ended up doing something different. If I followed my education, I'd be an art teacher right now but I can certainly think of the favorite things that I was doing when I was studying art education that have a play into what I might do now. The creativity of it played into my desire to be a product developer, to design physical things. It played into the creativity required of me in a marketing role, two very different things, but both requiring kind of that interesting skill and the favorite thing about my accomplishments. Now list your transferable skills. These are the things that are going to empower you in this new role and direction. These are the things that are going to, like I said before, underpin the success that you create in that role. The last bit about figuring out your career direction is this, with regards to that job title and that job description that you've just picked, I want you to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10 based on how you feel the overall position fits to you right now. And listen, if you rank six or higher, you're in good shape. I always coach my clients to apply for any role you feel 60% qualified to do. And the reason I say that is because it's our natural human tendency to downplay ourselves. Uh, There might be a little bit of imposter syndrome sneaking in there. And the reality is when you think you're 60%, you might actually be more like 75% taking into consideration those tendencies. Also, that last 25%, or say it's a true 60%, that 25 to 40% is going to be made up of skills you have skills that you've absorbed by simply being around other people that know how to do that, by being exposed to ways and means of getting things done, your brain has absorbed all that. And most of the time, our brain isn't going to serve something up unless it's required of us. That's the way it operates. That's the way it conserves energy, which is a good thing, right? But when something is required of you and you have the knowledge somewhere in there, it will show up. The last thing is your transferable skills. Your transferable skills are gonna be part of that 25 to 40% that help you create success. They were there when you created success in the past. They will show up for you in the future and we just have brains that figure stuff out. I always say we're, you know, we might only be even qualified about 60% to do life. And we've always figured it out. And you've always figured stuff out at your job. There I'm certain there have been times when You didn't know 100% what was happening or what was going to be required of you or some new product was gonna launch or some new strategy was being initiated and you figured it out and you will again in your new role. If you circle that six on your ranking, then you're good to go. Apply for the job. If by chance you are not a 10? Here's the question I want you to ask yourself. What would you need to think about yourself to be a 10? Now this goes if you if you circled six, goes if you circled eight, nine, if you circle anything less than 10, what do you need to think? This isn't about the gaps that are going to make up the difference between a six and a 10. If you were a 10, what would you be thinking? You'd be thinking this role is perfect for me. I was designed for this. There's no way I can fail in this role. This is the most logical next step in my career and I'm ready for it. Those are the things someone who's thinking like a number 10 candidate is going through their mind. What next action would you need to take to be a 10? This is where you might think, okay, I need to upskill in this area. I need to reskill in that area. I need to re-familiarize myself with something. Those are the actions that you need to take. It's not about what's missing. It's about starting with how you feel about yourself as a 10 and then thinking about the actions from that feeling. When you feel like a 10, what action are you gonna take? Number one, hopefully apply for the job. But number two, if there's some other little nuances, if there's some other little things that you can do to shore up your confidence, to give yourself a sense of ease and certainty about yourself in that role, then go with those actions. And last but not least, how committed are you to this new career direction and why? If you can't define why, then you've got to circle back to what resonates with you, why it resonates with you, the first part of the questions and the investigations that you were going through. When you can articulate why this new career direction makes sense and why you're committed to it, you're just creating a sense of courage and boldness that is going to serve you well on your quest in this new career direction. That level of commitment that is just deep in your bones, man, that's gonna help you with your rejection tolerance. It's gonna help you with your creativity. It's gonna help you really chart the roadmap and stick to it until you land that great new role. So get clear about your career direction. Spend the time, invest the time You absolutely will not regret it. Because as I said earlier, the easier it is for you to connect the dots for yourself, the easier it is to go into every conversation related to landing that new role with a sense of ease and certainty and even curiosity about how you can contribute, how you can create impact. That's where the gold is. All right, get out there chart a new path for yourself let me know how it goes talk to you next time hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out my love your work life programs on teachable you can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me we take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want because when you love your work life all the other parts of life get better too so go to love your work life teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com i will see you there